Welcome to the Travel and Beyond podcast with me, Daisy Ayres. Join me on this incredible journey as I share my experience of immigrating from the UK to Australia and everything life throws at me in between. This podcast isn't just about moving countries. It's about growth, connection and discovering our true selves. Join me for candid conversations, unfiltered advice and moments of laughter as we shine a light on the highs and lows of this adventure. Hi guys, welcome back to the Travel and Beyond podcast with me, Daisy Ayres. In this week's episode, it is special as we are joined by my friend Tate. So Tate is currently going through the process of immigrating to Australia as well. We will go into introductions and details about Tate's journey in this episode. I just wanted to jump on beforehand and let you guys know that this episode was pre-recorded. So we actually recorded it a couple of weeks ago. So Tate's journey has since progressed and she has now had an update on her situation. So we will be getting Tate back on to share her updated journey with us. But I just wanted to let you know, if you do go on to follow Tate's Instagram, which I will put in the show notes, you might see that her situation has progressed, which is amazing news. And I'm so over the moon for her and can't wait already to get her back on to share her journey with us. But yeah, just in case you're wondering if you go and follow and things seem out of sync, it's because we pre-recorded this episode before it went live. Hope you enjoy it. And here's Tate. So on today's episode, we've got a special guest, Tate. So um, Tate is currently in the process of trying to move to Australia as well. And she's a little bit ahead of me in the process. So I thought it'd be good to get her on to share her journey and her experience. Um, But the reason why I wanted to get her on is a little bit weird. We actually knew each other when we were younger. So we just used to know people in the same groups, didn't we? And kind of just from going out and about, I guess. Yeah, um, so we knew who each other were. <laughs> yeah, knew who each other were. Would have spoke when we were young, like teenagers, and then obviously didn't speak or see each other for years. And then when I started my visa process, I was in the Facebook group of the agent that we're both using, which is the Down Under Center, and saw Tate writing posts in the group, and I thought it's got to be the same Tate Thompson that I know. And um, so I reached out and messaged and we just got to talking, didn't we? And then that was in like January, I think. Yeah, and we've it was been like in... a lifetime, done it? <laughs> I know. And we've just been in contact since. So we talk like most days, really. And it's, for me, been really nice to have someone who's going through the journey as well. Because although my friends ask and like my family, I, I think it's so such a complex thing to go through. Yeah, you just don't understand unless you're actually doing it no it's so, like, like emotional and emotionally challenging that no one will get it also I think because they don't they don't want you to go in a yes. selfish way but mm. I get it but also I don't know it's it's really difficult isn't it like it is it's hard it's nice to speak to someone even a complete stranger it's nice the fact that we're like we're close in the fact that we live closely and stuff like that but also that we're talking like all the time and keeping in contact and not just like I talk to loads of random strangers on Facebook about it, um, but it's different. It's nice having someone that you know and is there. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think just to have that person that, like, when we're talking about the different stages, you know what I mean, and I know what you mean because yeah, I've explained it to people loads, but I, I think they still don't get all oh, of the God, stages. No. And why would they? Because there's so many. I feel like we don't even really know, like when you're at a, st- a certain stage, half the time you don't even know what that really entails. You're just sort of, 
taking what the migration agent has said and running with it really there's so many questions that they haven't got the time to answer so it's nice to mm. sort of get someone else's take on it and yeah have, have something in common with someone that like I say lives close and you know that they're going through it it's, it's mm. mental how many people like close to us that are doing it really yeah and I think we said as well it'll be nice when we're both out there because the other weird thing is we both want to go to the Gold Coast to actually yeah. have someone to I mean obviously you might be there a bit before me but just to have someone, <laughs> you never know, but to have someone in the same area that you already, you already know as well, I think would yeah. be nice because we're going there with, you know, obviously we've got our fam, like you're going with your family and I'm going with Aaron, but that's it. Yeah, you really are on your own. Yeah, so I think that's been really nice as well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted bit, to It gives you a bit on. of a confidence boost, I think, more than anything, doesn't it? Because you know that you've got someone whereas if you were going and you were on your own I think you'd have a, like a bit more doubts yeah for me definitely especially knowing that you know the area and you've sort of done it and you're confident in the fact that you know you're going to love it whereas obviously yeah. we're going we've never been and we're just doing it really <laughs> and that's what I wanted to mainly speak about because obviously so for everyone listening Tate has never actually been to Australia and she's made the move, to, the decision, sorry, to make the move, I guess, permanently. But obviously, you can come back if it doesn't work out. But what made you make that decision to move there? Um, well, I suppose it was lockdown, really. We were, we're just, we're quite impulsive people. We book last minute holidays and want to see the world. And we were looking at Australia and we thought, oh, let's go on a little month holiday in an RV, take the kids, they'll love that. And actually looked at the cost of it. Um and it was cheaper to move so yeah we called the down under center and saw whether or not we were eligible for a visa and we were so that was that we were moving don't get me wrong harry had to talk me into it a little bit and it was there was lots of um and ah in but when you really look into it and you look at the lifestyle and what oz has got to offer compared to the uk like it's an absolute no-brainer people don't understand they were like when I try and explain to family and stuff, they don't get it. They're sort of like, oh, yeah, but what if you don't like it? And I think, well, if you don't like it, you've done it. You've been there, seen there, like seen it, got the T-shirt. Yeah, unless you go. The worst thing that's going to happen is you don't like it and you come home. But at oh, least yeah, exactly. you, you give it a try. And I think, so in the beginning, was it more Harry that wanted to go and you were the one that needed persuading? Yeah, definitely. I was really settled in like... um I say settled I, I had my little salon in my garden and he basically his boss um that he works for now had a scaffolding company in Brisbane that his son was running at the time and it was locked down and he was working on his beautiful house in Fontwell um when I say beautiful I mean unbelievable like he was doing the roof on his MMA gym in his garden so yeah delightful and they were talking about Australia and how he just really sold it to him and he was like oh let's just go and I think at the time don't get me wrong his son has come home now because he was in Oz like during Covid on his own he couldn't get out the country um, and I think he got really really homesick but at the time like Harry had a job to go to his boss was like listen I've got somewhere that you can stay when you first arrive like literally sold us the dream oh, wow. and to be honest like although it sounded lovely we probably wouldn't have stayed in his apartment and Harry probably wouldn't have done scaffolding because that's not his trade but knowing that we had the option mm. was definitely a push to think well why not if you've got something to go to why wouldn't you and obviously it's been a long time this was like 2021 
Um, so lots of things have changed, but I don't think, I don't know, I don't think the dream's changed. I just think small parts of it along the way, like obviously location and stuff like that and mm. what we're going to do for work and whatever, that's all changed slightly along the way. I'm not really bothered about what I do now, whereas he will obviously do roofing because that is his like sole trade do you know what I mean whereas I'll, yeah. I'll do anything obviously I can do hair I'll go and work in a calf I don't care I'll work in coals doesn't bother me <laughs> no the thing that works you know yeah and what do you think was like the the thing that changed your mind what do you remember there being like a pivotal moment when you kind of thought oh I don't I know do I just yeah I think like the the weather the beaches for us like we love the sun we love a summer holiday and um, we're always trying to be not in the UK so for us to be able to live that life with I just I don't know Google mainly I suppose because you just look at it all don't you and it just looks incredible I think the I think yeah. the excitement as well like it's so exciting to know what adventure we're going to go on and what we're going to see and I suppose yeah. not doing it before especially with the kids like they're as much as they're worried because obviously Miley's turning nine and she's got her little besties and she doesn't want to leave them. But I think the bigger picture of it is she knows that she's going to have an amazing time and she wants a trampoline in the garden. So what could be better for a nine-year-old, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got Miley, who's nine, and then what? how old's your other daughter? So Miley will be nine next month and Tilly will be six next month. They're only four days apart. So, yeah, we're going to get their birthdays out of the way and then hopefully be on a plane. Yeah, so they're still at that young age where they can, they'll probably adapt really quickly, I would oh, imagine. God, yeah, not yeah at that. they'll make friends really quickly. I'm not worried. Yeah. I think they, they're worried a little bit. But, well, Miley's worried. Tilly's not bothered. She can't wait to get mm. on the plane, to be honest. She, as long as she gets a new Barbie dream house, she don't care where she is. No. <laughs> and what did your, like, when you started doing the process, what did your family say? Uh, to be fair, mine were... I'd say quite supportive. Uh, my sister and my sister-in-law are still sad about it now. <laughs> I don't think they've quite come around to the idea. My brothers aren't mm. that bothered. They're just men, aren't they? Um, obviously, my mum and dad will miss us, but they will come over. They're, like, semi-retired. If they want to come and spend six months, they can. That's that's the beauty of it for them, really. Um, obviously, they say they they get it, I think. I mean... Mm. no one really gets it do they but I think they understand that obviously we're trying to do this for a better life for the kids more outdoors life like there's nothing really going on here obviously the crime rate in Portsmouth is horrendous I just don't even want to take the kids anywhere um no so yeah I'm hoping here's to hoping obviously you just don't know until you get there do you I've followed quite a few like local um community groups for the Gold Coast recently and there's been some funny stuff on there but I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as Portsmouth no it's not I did that actually I googled um I think it was like crime rates or something and it did say the Gold Coast is like the the crime capital in Australia yeah I saw that the other day it said that it was really high but for like um oh just ridiculous things like things that you wouldn't have even contemplated it being a crime really so they must I don't really know I think they're a lot stricter over there but... but I think that I like that that they're you know they don't take no crap they're very like these are the rules and you stick to them or like you're punished yeah even with like speed and fines and stuff I think aren't there a lot of people have said about like getting speed and fines within the first couple of months of being there because they're mm. just not aware of the speed that they're doing or whatever but obviously their fines are a lot more expensive than yeah 
Yeah. And what about, so like, what made you decide on the Gold Coast? Because I've, I've been to Australia and I've, I've been to like most main areas. So I kind of have a visualisation of like what each town or city's like and what the lifestyle's like there. But that must have been really hard for you not ever have gone there to try and decide where you wanted to end up. So it started off with just like the weather, really. We wanted to be somewhere that was hot all of the time. I not about that winter life. We just we didn't want any cold. I mean, obviously, you're, we're going to climatise and it's going to feel cold, but it's never going to be miserably freezing and raining um, mm. in the winters like Harry gets here, obviously, being on a roof. So that was the main thing for us was the weather. Um, Perth was too isolated for us. We like to be not in and amongst it, I suppose, but like we love London. So it'd be nice to be close to a city rather than just being stuck with one city, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And I do think like, I don't know, I didn't really think Melbourne was for me purely because of the climate in the winter and stuff mm -hmm. does get a lot colder, doesn't it? Um, yeah. That was, the weather was a big decider. Yeah. And then obviously his boss had the company in Brisbane. So we looked at Brisbane anyway. And then there was a point in time where we didn't know whether we were going to be able to get a 190 visa or whether we were going to have to go on, I think it was a 491, the regional one. So when we thought that that might have been a possibility, we started looking at regional areas. Um, and Gold Coast was obviously like 45 minutes out from Brisbane. And that's where we, we just looked at, really. Started looking at house prices and what you can get for your money. Um, I was looking at jobs like there was a lot of where well, there was probably two or three barbershops that I was interested in working in in Brisbane I probably won't do that now because it's a bit far out and obviously with like school pickup times yeah. and stuff like that, I'm not sure it would work but until we get there I don't know um, but yeah I don't know I didn't ever look at like the Sunshine Coast or anything like that it didn't it just didn't come up we just sort of looked at Gold Coast looked at Helen's Vale as a main one started getting chatting with a few other people that were going as well and people that are already there too um like on webinars and stuff so I don't know I think it just sort of stuck it was affordable the weather was right the schools looked okay it was close to the beach sort of ticked everything that we've got here but with beautiful sunshine yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of the same reason and as us obviously like we've been there so we I mean Aaron hasn't actually been to the Gold Coast so I have. I lived there for six months and I, I loved living there. I really did. But it was kind of the same reasons, like good weather all year round. The house prices are more affordable because Sydney probably would be our second choice. But Sydney's like London. It's so expensive to live. You don't get that much yeah. for your money. Um, Sydney, it rains a lot as well. So I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm kind of like you. I love the sun. I want to be near the sun. I want to be near the beach. Um and I think I say to people, whatever you would picture Australia to be like in your head is what the Gold Coast is like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I hope so, know, anyway. Like, <laughs> it is. It's like the beaches, the skyscrapers, the good weather, um, palm trees, you know, that kind of thing. It's That's what the Gold yeah. Coast is like. When I look into as, it now, um, like obviously Instagram's massive, isn't it? So I think like you look at like the twilight markets and stuff like that. That's all the things I want to be doing with the kids. I want to be out in the evenings doing mm -hmm. fun things. Where you can just go for a mooch, can't you? Whereas in England, you have to pay to do everything because we're just not yeah. set up for like that outdoor living or even for kids, really. Even you can only use the parks a certain amount of like months of the year because it's either wet or freezing. Other than that, it's pretty yeah. useless, isn't it? 
yeah, your family life is going to completely change for the better because you're just going to, I think, have so much more to do with the kids and, like you say, be outside rather than paying to do stuff inside. Yeah. There's, I think there's just so much to see, isn't there? When Even when you just, like, we get on Google Maps all the time, we, like, plot routes that we want to see things. And yeah. even, like, yeah, there's obviously, like, the, the Warner Brothers Studios and stuff like that, which you'll have to pay mm-hmm. and go and do, but it's no different to going to Peppa Pig World. You can get, it's for the, well, when I was there, I'm assuming you can probably still do it. They've got the Sea World, I think it's Wet and Wild, and Dream World, which are, like, three parts, but you could get an annual pass. Wasn't that much? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you can get into all three with, like, unlimited entry to all three for the year. Well, that's good to know. Love that. Yeah. And so where now, obviously, to update everyone, because we're at different parts, where are you at now with your visa journey? So we've lodged our visa back in December last year, um, and it will be 10 months on the 8th of October when... Well, since we lodged, basically, so we're still waiting. We're just waiting for our visa to be granted, and then we'll be on a plane. But obviously, as you know, the, that's not going to plan um, because we should have had it months ago, along with about thirty other people with our agent. So it's quite frustrating. We've got to this point really because we thought we would have had it a lot earlier, but immigration have obviously got other ideas. <laughs> yeah, and um, what are you gonna do if? Obviously, I know you're at a point where you're like itching to go and you're kind of in limbo. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit and wait for your visa to come through and then go? Or what's your plans? Um, Well, we're hoping it will come through before we leave. We want to leave the end of November um, because we just don't want to be here for Christmas. We did our last Christmas last Christmas and we don't want to really be sort of Mm. in the middle of the British winter before we leave. Um, so we would love to go over on a tourist visa and just wait out there. Um, if we go end of November, the 13 month mark, which is where they say 90% of applications should be processed by at the moment, that will be January. So that'll be sort of, we'll go at 11 months. It'll be almost 12 months to be fair. And hopefully we shouldn't have too long waiting for our, um permanent residency visa to come through but you just don't know i mean we can probably afford to live six months i think we've worked out um that's like everything i've been really really like strict on what we spend and stuff like that so that we Mm -hmm. know that we've got enough money because i don't want to come unstuck in a country where we can't work until we've got our visas but that is the plan because limbo has been it's been a long 10 months let's put it that way i'm living with my mum and dad um, the girls are downstairs sharing a room and we basically did out the attic room um, with no plan to be here this long to be honest we we sort of knew that we wanted to go November time but I think if we had had our visas by now then we definitely would have gone sooner because we just want to get over there now like yeah it, 10 months it doesn't sound like a long time but when you don't know when that 10 months is going to end it, it feels like a lifetime. I said to Harry the other day, it's yeah. just like being pregnant, except you know you're going to have a baby at the end of it. But yeah. we don't know when we're going to get a visa. So, yeah, it's been No, it's been and I completely get it. Yeah, and I'm... That's the thing. I, I'm nine months in now since when we like formally started our journey and we haven't even got an invite yet. And we really thought by this point we would have been like invited and lodged. Yeah. And... I'm thinking, you know, I could have now another, you know, 12 months, let's just say, of this waiting around. 
and we always knew it was going to be a long process and we always knew it was never going to be easy but I think the hard thing is like you it's the logistics of everything you know when do we sell our house when when do we start getting rid of all of our stuff when do we plan to go it's the unknown if they they yeah. turn around and said to us you're not going to get your visa until September 2025 it would be like so frustrating but at least we kind of have a timeline to work with yeah absolutely it's yeah the not knowing I think and I think that's from all the posts that I see in the Facebook groups and the conversations I think that's what everyone struggles with um I don't know if you're the same as me but every day I'm like just th- thinking about my life when I'm there yeah and every I just day think about what I could be doing yeah yeah and I'm just like I just don't want to be here it sounds so ungrateful because I know that I've got a good life here but I, I just don't want to be here and every day I'm just like I just don't want to be here I want to be there yeah absolutely I'm just we're ready now obviously we started in like 2021 um mm-hmm. I think it was the August of 2021 so obviously we're like two years on now um and to be honest it moved pretty quickly for us to begin with um I think we we lodged our skills in like February by March it had come back positive um and then we put an expression of interest in May within like nine days or something mad it had come back and we had an invite to apply so we applied and then I think it was about 10 days after that we did get a refusal um because there was a discrepancy in points it was really silly to be honest but it happened and it was what it was um really frustrating at the time because we felt like everything was really moving and I think if we had have had our invite then we probably would have a visa by now but that's just hindsight isn't it it's one of those things um so then in the October we obviously had to wait. The the tax year ended in June, at the end of June, and then we had to wait until like September to be able to put in another expression of interest because the states just took months opening because they didn't release any quotas or anything like that, which was really frustrating. But then mm. I think literally 30 days later, we had our invite to apply. So we did, um, we did that and then... We lodged our visa, I think, in December. We're in that situation like you were last year where they're just taking ages to reopen. They're taking ages to start sending invites. We're expecting this week, so it's the end of September now when we're recording, that most of the states will be sending invites out by the end of this week. But I just don't feel confident that we're going to get one. Fingers crossed. I really hope. Do you know what, though? On our second one, when we, after the first one got refused, I was like, that's it, we're not going. I just had no faith at all that it was going to be okay. I was like, I was on all the forums asking like, has anyone ever had a refusal? And then still got like another invite. Cause I thought there's no way if they've refused us once that they were going to invite us again, but they did. Um, I remember, I remember I was cutting like a long-term client's hair and I got the call from Jenny. I said, I'm so sorry. I really need to answer this. She said, Oh, you've had your invite to apply. And I literally like, jumped for joy I rung Harry I said I can't carry on cutting your hair until I've spoken to him so we just had a good laugh about (laughs) it and I rung Harry and told him and even he couldn't believe it but yeah I mean when that when you get that phone call and that was only like the invite to apply that was like well that I think that might have been the state nomination approval actually I can't remember it's one of the two um but yeah literally felt like I was on cloud nine so I can't even tell you like it's so hard because obviously not having the visa 
is like a kick in the teeth every single day. Like you wake up, we check our emails all yeah. day. I'm thinking, what time is it in Australia? Have they finished work yet? Is there any chance that we could still get one today? And then it got like another Friday comes and it's been another week and we still yeah. haven't had one. But I think it, there's partially like, it's, it's actually, it's quite draining being this excited for such a long period of time because mm. knowing that you've got like all this excitement and so much to look forward to, but not knowing when it's coming it's like excitement and frustration. It's not even like they cancel each other out because it's, it's just, it's so no. mixed. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely get it. And it's also like, I don't know if you do this, but I go around and mental like games myself of like, it's out of your control. It's going to happen at some point. Just like enjoy your time that you're here. Be, you know, grateful that it's actually going to happen. And then I have days where it, I'll just be like, I'm just sick of waiting for an invite now. Mm-hmm. I just like want to know that I'm moving on to the next stage. It's yeah. quite, it's just mentally exhausting, I think. It's just limbo, isn't it? It's just the not knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, how many more weeks are we going to have to be here before we know that we can actually go and work? I mean, we could get on a plane tomorrow. And there is a lot of people obviously travelling at the moment, waiting for their visas because we're all in the same boat. But that in itself is also like... It's, it's weird because one thing can make you feel really confident and then on the flip side that thing can also make you feel really worried because you think, well, why haven't they had an why haven't they had their visa? Because they like for us, there's only like I think there was about two roof tilers that have applied um in the whole thing. Like I saw a document that basically says there's less than five, I think. Um so for us we're thinking, well, if there's only two that have applied, why haven't they given us one yet? And then I'm thinking, well, if there's only two that's applied, maybe they're, they're just not going to grant it. So I think you just always think there's yeah. there's so many questions. There's just so many questions that you're never going to get an answer to. It's, it's never. Mad. No, and I remember being on one of the Down Under Centre webinars and Jenny saying, like, there is no way of understanding how these visas are processed. She said, there's just no way of understanding, like, the order, the priority, it kind of does seem just like a luck of the draw because I always see in the group there's like electricians and some have been moved through in like six months and then you see others that have been waiting for 18 months you're like you can't even say it goes on skill set or points because there seems to be people with the same skill and the same points going through at completely different paces so I literally feel like we're just swimming around in this pool and someone's playing like hook the duck (laughs) that's what I feel like and like we were just waiting for our little duck to get hooked so that we can get our visa. Yeah, I know. I feel the same. Um, and there is one thing that I think will be good. So I'm going to speak about Pepper's journey. Obviously, you've got your little dog. Yeah. And talk us through, you know, what that situation is with your with your dog. Um, so we've got a Frenchie. So he comes under a brachyphilic breed, which is just a flat face breed, basically. That's like pepper as well she is um Mm. hugs boxes english bulldogs you name it anything that's got a flat face and no snout basically um they're really really hard to travel so as you know it's very very expensive um but there's also quite a lot of risk involved and for rex he scored a five on his fit to fly so you need to be under six to be able to fly but obviously five is very close to six um and the vet basically said that he Although he is fit to fly, it would be really stressful for him. And if it was her dog, she wouldn't be doing it. So it's a tricky one because obviously he's like my baby. He's only three as well. Um, So that's going to be really sad. 
like not having him but we think we might have found a home for him oh um, god yeah yeah with with harry's friend as long as he gets on with their dogs they've got a frenchie and a miniature dash hound as well so as long as he gets uh-huh. on with their dogs that's where he'll be going which will be nice because we still get to see him i know he's going to a good home they really love yeah. him um because that's my main thing i just feel like he's such a good dog um he just needs to go to someone that's going to love him as much as i do you know because he's been a real savior for me he was like my little bestie when yeah. sort of covid was going on and I just, I always wanted a dog. Um, and to be honest, it's it's almost made me like now, I don't think I could ever replace him because he's such a babe. I love him. But um, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like obviously, because Aaron doesn't want to leave Pepper, does he? And I do get it. But I do think as well, like for me, it's it's too risky. If anything was to happen yeah. to him in like transit and then the 30 yeah. days quarantine as well. Like I think that's a long time to be without us. Um, especially is. for Frenchies, they're really... I don't know he's not dependent as as such um and i think he'd be fine once he got settled but um, i don't yeah it's, it's just it's i would always worry about it. it yeah i can and it's such a hard thing to go through as well because i mean for us it wasn't even like a conversation because Aaron's, <laughs> and if pepper's not going he's not going <laughs> but we did say when we were taking her for a flight test like i was like what are we actually going to do though if she doesn't pass it and he was like i can't talk about that like I can't even think about because he yeah. kind of feels like he'd have to be choosing between like my happiness or leaving Pepper. I know that sounds dramatic, but you yeah. know how obsessed he is with your that. happiness or his happiness. <laughs> Basically. Um but yeah, it's just and it's there's just so much that goes into it that I think not everyone understands as well. Like you are literally uprooting your whole life. Um, But I guess for you as well, like we're saying you don't want to replace him, you would need to wait until you were 100%... Sure. Sure. 100% sure that you want to stay there because obviously if you get another dog and then you decide that it's not for you and you want to move back to England, then you've got the whole thing of transitioning the dog back from Australia to the UK. Yeah, absolutely. So you're probably going to need, if you did want to think about getting a dog at some point in the future, you'd need to wait until you were definitely like... 100% sure, yeah. What are you most looking forward to, to move over there? Um, Oh, having my own house again. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. that's not the most thing. I just think no, everything is so excited. Yeah, I'm really hoping that you get a grant, so we'll have this catch-up, and then we can do another one when hopefully you'll have your grant by the time that you're leaving and you'll be able to go and relax and enjoy because although you think oh you can go over there for a holiday until you wait it's not going to be as relaxing as going over no. there having your grant and having time off work yeah because you're absolutely. going to be thinking about money you're going to still have on your mind every day you know like you said waking up checking your emails when am I getting the grant because that's why you have the stress like we're saying like with money because you can't work so you've only got so much money to keep you going obviously you don't want to spend your life savings no on a little six month trip (laughs) yeah it's I really really hope that you get it soon and then we can have an update when you've got the visa and when you're going fingers Um, crossed I just yeah hopefully it will come well I don't know October that'd be nice 
next week tomorrow anytime just anytime <laughs> have there been any people because i know like you said there's a group of you that kind of seem to apply around the same time and i see loads of people in the group that have applied in december does there seem to be anyone from your sort of like group that seems to be getting approved yet no none of us there's like a window i think from like the second of december to around the 10th or 12th and there's a lot of us um still waiting and some people mm. on shore some people that are just like us booking last minute holidays just to get them through um because the wait has just been so long but no i don't think any of us have had it yet i think obviously tony and nikki bird they got theirs the other day but they applied like june 22 i think from what i was speaking to someone about the other day and they were God. they so were part hopefully of their group it's just who your got um, sorry go on sorry I was just gonna say hopefully like your whole group you we just get a flurry of grants yeah it's just no movement at all is there it's crazy no it's I don't know absolutely what... nothing no I don't know what's going on and I did speak to Wes and he was like I've I've never seen this happen I don't know what's actually going on it's really unusual yeah even Jenny said she said there's just no logic to it you should have there's no reason why you shouldn't have had it because she said that she thinks from what she can tell people that lodge their visas after us have now been asked for any extra like documents or anything so theoretically they should have looked at ours and not needed anything because we haven't got anything else to give them um we've uploaded like we front loaded our medicals and our police checks so they shouldn't need anything off of us it should just be sort of a direct grant but she thinks they've looked at it who knows she doesn't even know but obviously they don't there's no communication with immigration is there so we just get no. the email back it is just a waiting game that's all it is isn't it so yeah hopefully we can release this episode and by the time it's released we can do another recording of you saying that you've got your grant and you've done the flight over there um and you are sort of getting set up and if Hopefully. not, I think what we'll, what we'll do is check in even either way if you do decide to go over there on a tourist visa to see how you're getting on. So I, obviously I want to hear all about it as well, but I think it'll be good for other people that are in similar time frames to me or even people that are like a yeah. bit behind you when they lodge their application because I think just even knowing or like hearing people talk about how they feel, it makes you think like I'm not alone in it because... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just knowing um, that you're not alone makes a big difference, I think. That's why yeah. it's been so nice that we've sort of, although we're at different stages, like we do both yeah. understand, obviously. And... Yeah, definitely. Because like we said at the beginning, like, people will ask you and they're like, oh, have you had any news yet? I think people expect, like, Aaron and I were talking about this the other day and we think people, like, at his work, they're all going, oh, I thought you were going to Australia by now. And he's like, they just don't get it, even though I've told them it's not going to be until next year. Yeah. People kind of think that you go, oh, I moved to Australia, and then you just book a flight and go. Oh, that'd be lovely, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be amazing. But it's just not like that. And even, you know, like friends or family, and they say, have you heard anything yet? And you're like, no. I think then they start to think like, oh, you're not actually going to go. Yeah. I think people do think that. Now it's been like yeah. two years, and they're sort of like, I saw someone the other day, he was like, have you not moved yet? I thought, oh, don't. No, <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I and I haven't told my work yet, so my work don't know. Um, and then you're kind of like, 
you just don't know when you're going to need to tell certain no. people that's it I mean yeah. I've handed my notice in at work and I finish in three weeks time um and I don't even know if we're going to go in November but I don't have a job as it as of three weeks time apart from obviously my hair which I can do I can start doing that more um but yeah that's not a solid income when you haven't been doing it for however long it's been like nearly a year so I just sort of got to pick up where I left off and hope for the best really you never know you could have your grant by then I hope so three weeks you could <laughs> fingers crossed so yeah let's um keep well we'll keep in touch anyway but I'll definitely get you on hopefully when you've had a grant if not in a few weeks at the end of um we'll check in like at the end of november to see what your plans are yeah and then sort of follow it through from there so um yeah thank you for coming on and kind That's of sharing your sharing your journey and sharing your struggles and what you've done along the way um and yeah we'll we'll keep in touch and come back on the pod and then hopefully it'll be good news next time we speak you would have booked your flights had your visa come through and know what you're doing and where you're going yeah i'd love a bit more of an update for you yeah Right, speak soon. See you later.